You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about Kitano Veloso and his self-titled album. In the room, I have Rob, Ben, and Grady. Hi. Kitano Veloso is the debut studio album of the artist of the same name, released in 1968 on Philips Records. The producer was Emmanuel Barenbin, and the genre is Tropicalia and Psychedelic Rock. And from All Music Review, Philip Jandowski. Kitano Veloso's first album as a solo artist marked the birth of the cultural revolution Tropicalia, of which Veloso and Gilberto Gil were the leading figures. The concept of the movement was to modernize Brazilian popular culture through the creative music and poetry, reflect the Brazilian society as it appeared at the time. Veloso and other Tropicalias mixed traditional British popular music primarily with international pop culture and psychedelic rock, but they would incorporate practically anything that crossed their minds. This kind of wild cultural and musical cannibalism was found to be very controversial by many elements of the Brazilian society, both to the left and right of the political spectrum, and would ultimately lead to the arrest and forced exile of Veloso and Gilberto Gil in 1969. After the hugely successful release of the psychedelic pop poem Alegria, Alegria, as a single in 1967, Veloso aimed to release an album that would surpass the Beatles' Sgt. Peppers in terms of creativity, while at the same time reflecting the new, more international Brazil. The result was this unique 12-track gem, with classics such as the opening track, Tropicalia, that became the name of the movement itself, much to the dismay of Veloso. In addition to the great and unique inventive music on the album, what strikes the listener is that the lyrics could easily stand alone as poems. For all its artistic quality and its position as the first Tropicalia album, this is a classic and one of the most important albums of Brazilian popular music today. All right, what do we think of uh, Catana Veloso? Hot take. I liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, it's great. Smoking. <laughs> now, I, I wasn't familiar with this. Uh... This is the uh, first time I'd listened to it. I thought it was really cool. And I didn't realize... I was listening to it in my headphones, and we were walking around. When I was walking around, and then later on in the day, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia page, and I hadn't made the connection upon first listen that this was one of the two guys that we were talking about when we were talking about Os Mutantes, uh, you know... Uh, uh, got exiled from Brazil, was arrested, uh, played that that festival with them where the crowd turned on them, and then they turned on the crowd, and they walked off arm in arm. So it's kind of just like all coming together for me. I don't know what he's singing about, because I don't speak Portuguese, but musically, 
I it just, it's it's a delight. It I doesn't matter, right? It, for uh, me, for well, me, if it, I if I spoke Portuguese and could understand what he was saying, I might be able to argue that it does matter. Okay. But as someone who also doesn't speak Portuguese, yeah, sure, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, the, but no, musically, it, it's 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 really cool. I love I love what he's doing. I mean, it's it's I love this album. I, I love this album and, and uh, Osmotantes as, as well, and this entire uh, sort of genre. Um, this one I, I feel takes because the whole Tropicalia movement at large, I think, it incorporated a lot of theater as well into their uh, whole performance, and it, this one feels a lot. I mean, Osmotantes feels theatrical. This one feels like avant-garde theatrical with lots of much more uh, dissonant, interesting, uh, dense uh, classical string arrangements and, and techniques going on. Um, yeah, I was going to say Osmotantes is more rock-driven. They're more party yeah. sort of feeling. Um, I mean, they, they get into some weird little like interludes and, and everything as well um but it all feels a little um yeah more more rock yeah based. it's like a a rock band as opposed to a, a solo artist yeah um yeah and there i think there was there was some uh, uh musician who was involved in this movement that also studied under pierre Boulez. Uh, so there was a legitimate sort of pedigree uh through some more um you know modern uh, classical um, stuff, and the beats are just sick as well. I mean, that first song they were talking about, Tropicalia. Um, some of those drum beats uh, are just propulsive, and uh, I mean, I mean, everyone we were talking from like Beck to um, David Byrne. David Byrne. I heard a lot of uh, influence in in Deerhoof as well. Um, just yeah, all all around. I loved it. Um, and that phrase, the artistic cannibalism, I, I was looking that up as well. Anthropophagia yep. came from like a manifesto in the 20s um, and how the writer saw that artistic cannibalism and, and I guess sort of appropriation by the Brazilians mm -hmm. of other cultures as their way of sort of sticking it to the European man, basically. And um, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I found, I found that movement, I mean... Yeah, if you guys haven't read up on it, I mean, just just look up Tropicalia, and that movement is so interesting to see that, you know, it seems like what they were doing is an artistic statement, an artistic movement, but the repressive government, like, just said no. I mean, they for some reason, they just said, no, it's not our tradition, and, you know, we're going to cut this off. Yeah, there wasn't, like, a specific thing they were saying or a specific song or right. a specific person it was more like we don't quite get what you're doing so we'll probably arrest you yes absolutely uh i get it and i like this <laughs> uh a lot of the reason that i really i listen to it more and more and the way that the st songs are structured are just so interesting because you you feel different moods within it and they repeat patterns but you can latch on to any one of those patterns within the song well it's, it's very evocative of any number of things and yeah i don't speak portuguese i don't know what anything what they're saying and that first song he's gone a mile a minute with some of these some of these words it's all about it, genocide of the indigenous peoples of brazil is that I'm what surprised it was? you guys don't know this <laughs> yeah this is really dark shit do tell yeah yeah, yeah please elaborate rob 
I kid. Soy loco por ti, América. Yo voy a traer una mujer playera. Que su nombre sea Marti. Que su nombre sea Marti. Soy loco por ti de amores. Tenga como colores la espuma blanca de la tierra. I don't speak Portuguese, but I, I, I kind of get the gist of Soy loco por ti, America. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy for you, America. <laughs> hmm. I found, I found it interesting, too, that they said that they would just pick up on anything from Carmen Miranda to Coca-Cola to Bridget Bardot to, you know, the Beatles to, you know, they just incorporated all this. Have you a, tried the new ice cream flavor? <laughs> this pop culture collage. It, exactly. They were trying to pull in all elements while still remaining in a modern Brazil setting, taking the bossa nova and pushing it into a completely weird uh, territory. I th- I kind of think that this might be a little bit of a reactionary to the sort of like soft, just melodic bossa nova sound. I think you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. and it, and probably also to like the and psychedelic. The, it, well, it, yeah, yeah, it was like it, it was a it was a perfect storm. You know, the bossa nova is like the traditional music of of brazilian culture and it has been homogenized enough that now it's the popular music of housewives in america uh, so like so like your 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 culture's music is now elevator music for better or for worse you know <laughs> like probably not quite at this time not quite but... at this time but Every, like, I, yeah, Sinatra released a Bossa yeah, Nova album. Yeah, it's true. Okay, like so, uh, Bossa Nova is so mainstream, and then you know, on the uh, so on the other side of the coin, you've got all of these exciting influences coming in from from overseas, from from uh, from Europe, from uh, North America, from uh, from America, the United States of America. And then you uh, you have all these influences coming in, mixed with you know the the accessibility to you know hallucinogenic drug, drugs and marijuana and all this stuff. It, it kind of like what what do you expect would happen? Like these this counterculture of Brazil is going to react to all of these stimuli, and they react beautifully, you know. Very spontaneous kind of. I feel like it also kind of mixes right in with the sort of like student protests of the 60s. It's the, I mean, I think it was the, you know, the youth counterculture that, that yeah, they were a, all very leftist. Yeah. A lot of uh, different um, you know, like societies the, were dealing with it. It was at the that leftist time. Marxists that were the traditionalists. Well, though. there was a Shea Guevara tribute on on it as well. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's the sort of look of Porti and like the, the people that would boo them at the festivals, them being the Tropicalia crowd, were like the like the Marxist college students who thought that you you shouldn't be tampering with the traditional music of the country. So it's weird how, you know, like left and right throughout history, like it's interpreted different ways. Can you guys think of something that 
might have happened maybe just in our experience of people really standing up and saying, no, we can't have this this music. This is uh, the wrong type of music. We should we should ban this type of music. Yeah, I mean... No, the hip, same thing happened with Sepultura. Hip-hop and metal in the early 90s, late 80s, Tipper Gore, the PMRC, all that stuff was trying to censor the, the, the advisory stickers and all that would be... But that was more like content as opposed to style. Like, I mean, that was, yeah, for explicit content. It, it didn't have, it, it wasn't concerned over a particular it wasn't political like the, message. These guitars are too distorted. Well, I mean, uh, MTV didn't play, like, black artists for for well, a, a few years, at least, after its inception. David Bowie called them out, and then it started happening, so. What was the rage that had an upside on American flag on their amp, and they got, like, cut from SNL or something. Yeah. SNL. They walked yeah. off. Than, yeah. yeah, Blink-182 can say boogers on their amp and no one bats an eye. <laughs> it's a brave new world. <laughs> it's, a really, it's, it's a really bold move from a brave band. <laughs> <laughs> Russia with Pussy Ryan? I can't wait till we get to them. Yeah, maybe that, that might be something... Definitely, that we've experienced oh, yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I was thinking of us in the United States directly. Oh, some pumps I mean, playing the Harmony School a couple of <laughs> weeks ago. That was a. I'm trying to <laughs> tragedy. In I'm motion. trying to think though of something that if the say the kids started presenting as an artistic idea that America would have a have a big backlash i mean the, well like uh, people growing out their hair in the 60s yeah yeah but they didn't kick anybody out of the country they did I mean, not kick anyone out of the country definitely well, they kicked the kinks, the kinks. Out of the yeah, yeah they kicked the kinks out of the country <laughs> <laughs> but the kinks didn't start in the country yeah yeah are we, are we, are we talking just anywhere or just in- you could say anywhere i was just i just wanted to propose the the sure. idea oh i mean uh stones getting kicked out and doing exile and exile that's true um, they, they were exiled. They were exiled. Yeah. On Main Street. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ska bands being relegated to local fair circuits <laughs> after <laughs> the style uh, popularity dwindles. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm having All a hard right. time coming up with anything that okay. even comes close to this. Yeah. I mean, the the, the uh, Pussy Riot was a, a good example, certainly, and that, I mean, that has some you know, mm-hmm. effect on us as well. Um, this tropicality style. I think I'm all on board for. I am 100% yeah. anything on board. I wish I, I wish I, I was hungover on a boat <laughs> or a beach and just specifically hungover. I yeah, man. Th- th- this is like this is rejuvenate. This is perfect tunes for mm-hmm. like it, it. Just it. It has a very comforting flow to it, and yeah, it, it like. A long time ago, when I had hangovers, a lot, uh, Disney cartoons were the the thing that I would watch, and that would be. What it, was it, your What was your go to? I mean, I, I had a couple VHS, so it was either Aladdin or Pinocchio. I was gonna say okay. Aladdin, but yeah, like that's a that sort of like Pinocchio still scares me. Soothing parts of it. Uh, the donkey nature scenes. to it, like it, it's almost a. Healing in a way, okay. but no, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to be hung over on a boat yeah. with this. You, you've mentioned or sober. You've mentioned that uh, like these songs could stand as their own as poems. Mm-hmm. I I wish I spoke the language because w- without being able to understand a word that he's saying, I love it. Like 
I can only imagine how much more I would love it if I could connect to it on a a like a lyrical content level. What if yeah. it was the worst only, lyrics you'd ever heard? What if it was just not, like some real, real... I looked up some of the lyrics and they're they're pretty pretty fun. Like I'm only connecting with it on a musical level and and at that only firing on like like not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. It's like like, like with a hangover. Yeah, like with a hangover. We're, we're, we're right there. <laughs> we're all in the same boat. Like th- this music's o- only connecting with me with, with half of its ammunition, you know. Uh, uh, I, and and already it's so effective. I can only imagine how effective it is if I also know what he's saying. Caminhando contra o vento, sem lenço, sem documento, no sol de quase dezembro, eu vou. O sol se reparte em crimes, espaçonaves, guerrilhas, em cardinales bonitas. Eu vou em caras de presidentes, em grandes beijos de amor, em dentes, pernas, bandeiras, bomba e Brigitte Bardot. Alright, got one more question for you guys. Uh, super, super, super pequena. So we were talking about how he was taken out of the country by the government. Can you name any other music refugees? People that were taken out of their or fled their own country. And like exiled on Main Ex- Street? Exile. Actually. Re- like legit re- exiled. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Gilberto I mean, Gill, I guess. Right. But only because we just mentioned right. him. Right. I feel Justin Bieber's been exiled I- from every country. <laughs> Did we have some... Uh, oh, the Kinks. I have, but not from I their have, own country. I have a few, yeah. From a different country. From their own Didn't we countries. have a few that ran to Canada to escape the draft? It's not exile. I mean, it's not self-imposed. Or am I just thinking about that one yeah. guy who wasn't very good at guitar in that documentary I saw? Never yeah. mind. You're thinking of Randy Quaid. No, that's different. <laughs> All right, I got a few here. Uh, Freddie Mercury. He's from Zanzibar. 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 Yep. He... Zoroastrians. Yep. So his family fled the country during the Zanzibar Revolution. They oh, set, uh, settled in England. I got one. Okay. Marion McCaba, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Marion McCaba, escaping apartheid in Africa, settled in New York. Uh, Gloria Stefan, born in <gasps> Cuba. She Uh-oh. escaped the Miami sound machine. <laughs> Uh, Cuban Revolution. She got chewed out by the man. Uh, the Castros are going to get you. Bob Marley <laughs> was another. Bob Marley was uh, sure. shot in uh, 76. Cousin Robert? Uh, no. Different cousin. <laughs> oh, that's No, Uncle you're Robert. thinking of Uncle Robert. Ah, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, Arnold uh, Schoenberg. He was a mm. Jewish-Austrian composer. Yeah. Mm. He mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. during Nazi regime. Oh, this book he, isn't touching on any classicals. So. Yeah, I just wanted to bring him up. No, for sure. I, I love, sure. though, that his music had been labeled as degenerate by Hitler's party and was because it was atonal. Uh, so are you kind of uh, lumping together, uh, for lack of a better word, refugees and exiles? People who leave by choice to escape something versus people who are kicked out? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's oh, fine. I can say that. Uh, MIA was another one. Canon, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who was from uh, Somalia. Uh, Regina Spector. Where's she from? Russia? Moscow. Mo- yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. 
Uh, Svetlana's. I don't know if anyone knows that particular punk group, but they live in Italy now, and they had to run away from Russia. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, y- last one, Wyclef Jean. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. From Only Haiti. to go Haiti. back and embezzle from Haiti. Uh, and also try and run for uh, office. <laughs> Paul Walker? Uh, ex- excuse me. Try to become president ah. in 2010. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Cool. So yeah. how, do, how do we feel about this album? I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, I'm definitely going to be looking into more of his catalog. I'm going to look at more Tropicalia. He's got three self-titled albums that all came out in a row. <laughs> and... They are all well looked upon. Yeah. And the third one was the one he wrote in London after ex- Exile. And apparently it's it's more of a... I think it's... I haven't heard it. But I think it's still Tropicalia, but like more somber. Uh, and I think like the the notes and themes are like missing your home, missing your friends, missing your family. I'm, I'm really curious. I want to hear what that's like. It just makes my hips move. It like, does. I, it I, does. I thought that my hips were fused together, but then all of a sudden, like... No, your hips don't these, lie. These <laughs> beats, they make me just want to fucking dance little dances. <laughs> I love it. I was going to mention the uh, the cover. The cover is... I really like the cover, but there's, but his photograph on the cover is just... So silly. Ooh, it almost no, reminded me of Grizz Grizz. Mr. Oh, <laughs> like, Mr. Angsty Emo. Like Proto-Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot Oh, the Hasselhoff. Life, I can't figure out why they didn't just make him into that, you know, like an iconic, you know, two-tone color, like a duotone of that, that his face. Yeah. That, that sort, sort of art of, style yeah. rather than an actual photo. Yeah. I think it would have just been just, so yeah, amazing. It would have like been high, a lot better. Yeah. High contrast. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it stands out and he, he looks a little gloomy yeah. and a little something. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, great, great album cover. The message from this is, hey kids, listen to your Tropicalia. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And take your vitamins. Yeah. I think this definitely... Deserves to be in the book, and I think everybody's giving it a. I don't positive. think we even need to go around nope. necessarily. Nope. Thumbs up. Uh, I think we're all good. We all like it. Yeah. Gobble yeah. it up. <laughs> Gobble it up. <laughs> That's great. All right, next time we'll be talking about Scott Walker, Scott number two. All right. Thanks, y'all. Yep. <laughs> number two. Que mistério Que mistério tem Clarice para guardar-se assim tão firme no coração?